speak about come to me. In different scriptures in the Bible, it speaks with, where the Lord says, come to me. And, it, and it's connected with entering God's rest, entering his rest. You see, so often we go through religious motions. We go to church, we sing our songs, we read the Bible, but we fall short of encountering the living God. So I want to speak about going beyond the religious form to see the face of God. Going beyond the religious form to see the face of God. So imagine for a moment you didn't sleep for five nights. How would you feel? Tired. Probably useless. Non-functional. You won't be yourself. You won't be, able to, you won't be joyful. You won't have the strength or the courage to do the things during the day. You, you won't have the capacity. You won't be yourself. And that's your physical rest. You need physical rest. In the same way, we need spiritual rest. We need to enter God's rest if we want to be able to give of ourselves, to function, to function as God wants us to function. Amen. I want us to quickly stand. Hallelujah. One encounter with God can change you for life. Amen. Father, we thank you. Thank you for your Holy Spirit here, Lord, to work, to awaken. In the name of Jesus, Father, in the name of Jesus, we take authority over every spirit of dead religion. Anything that's keeping us from stepping into your presence, we take authority over that right now. We command it to leave this house. Thank you, Lord, that you break the chains of dead religion. Thank you, God, that you break the power of a form of godliness, but denying its power. So, Lord, right now, let your Holy Spirit come upon each one of us. Let's say it, Holy Spirit, welcome. Break every chain in my life, in my mind, in my heart. Set me free that I may worship you with all my heart. In Jesus' name, I expect to encounter God this morning. In Jesus' name. Hallelujah. Just put a hand on the person next to you, their shoulder or wherever it works for you. Pray a blessing over them right now. Pray that they are going to awaken to the fullness of Jesus Christ, awaken to the Holy Spirit and encounter God. Thank you, Lord, right now. Let your kingdom come, Father. Let your kingdom come. Father, we thank you for an open heavens here right now. 
a receptiveness for every one of us to receive, not from man, but from the Holy Spirit. A receptiveness, God, to step into the presence of God and be changed for life. Thank you, God. When the sun sets you free, you are free indeed. So, Lord, in the name of Jesus, we command every darkness to leave now. Let go of our minds. Let go of our hearts. In the name of Jesus. Lord, I declare, as Moses said to Pharaoh, let my people go. In Jesus' name. Let my people go. In Jesus' name. Thank you, Lord. Jesus Christ is King and Lord in this place. Amen. Amen. Thank you. You may take your seats. You see, we're not always aware of the spiritual things. There are spiritual things happening around us continuously. And um, I'm trusting this morning we're going to reposition ourselves into the presence of God and into a place of rest. Amen. Okay. So... Everything flows from God's throne room. Let me, let me, I want to, I want to paint a picture to you of where God is calling us to go to. Look at this, Revelation chapter 4, verse 5 to 6. One encounter with God can transform you for life. Say, one encounter. One encounter, not an encounter or an experience with dead religion, you can go to church, you can sing the songs, you can read the, the word, you can pray the prayers and leave unchanged. But that's not the heart of God. God wants us to encounter Him. He wants us to experience Him. I mean, I, I shared this before, but it's just so defining for me. Uh, a, a young man, uh, 26, 27, Alviwe, you know, he came to the Southernwood service. He didn't really believe in God. He was like an agnostic almost, didn't really know there is a God. And I made an appointment with him, and he came to church, and he res- the next time, and he responded on the altar call, he committed his, he prayed the prayer, I commit my life to Jesus. But I knew that things haven't come on yet, and then later, the next week, I went to visit him near Mdansane, I went to his house to go chat with him, connect with him, and as we started, he told me, the lights haven't come on yet. And so I shared with him things about the Holy Spirit, the baptism of the Holy Spirit, and the power of God. And then I had to go, and I said, I'm going to quickly pray for you. I prayed for him. I just said, God, let your kingdom come. Touch him. And then suddenly, I mean, his eyes was clo- was clo- were closed, and he was standing like this, and suddenly he went like, ah, ah. And then he went down in the chair, <laughs> sitting like this, tears running down his face. Saying, it's real, it's real, it's real. I asked him, what happened? He said, a light came into him. The power of God hit him. And they're so beautiful. So on Monday night, he's the one guy that came to our vision night. And uh, suddenly we'll be trusting the Lord for more black people in Jesus' name. So, uh, <laughs> woohoo. And so I say, we need to have, you know, Black people, they're at the door greeting and ushering, and he spoke to me afterwards, and he told me, Aviwe was there, and he told me, I'll be your black man. I'll be your black man. <laughs> so I'm realizing cross-cultural ministry is not for sissies. Eh? But like, the Lord gave me this one guy, 
and he had one encounter, and he didn't believe in God, and the lights weren't on, and one encounter, and he's in, because he knows it's real. He experienced the power of God. And I've been having a really good week. I've been praying for people. It was just phenomenal over the last while, just, just be praying for people, and then the power of God would just hit them. It was amazing. Just amazing. It's just amazing. God is alive. He's real. But we have to break out of the form of godliness where we have a living faith that I shared last week. A living faith where I say, I don't need to prove to you. Let me show you. He's alive. He's real. I mean, we had a, a Melissa Reader's parents, Andre Reader and, 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 and her mom with us yesterday. And he needs to go for a huge operation. They've never done this operation. Put four stents into the heart. Then to freeze the body. Take the heart out. And big, big story. It's huge. And uh, so they came to us. And Sonic and I were just worshipping. Sonic was worshipping on the piano. I said, we're going to, you know, when the presence of God touches you, it's going to change you. So we're going we're gonna to trust. So we're worshipping. And then I, I laid hands on him. We're praying for him. And the power of God came. So beautifully. I've never experienced it quite like this. I felt, my t- I felt from my toes up, up, up all my, to my arms like electricity going through me and into him. And they've never experienced anything like this. I mean, he was weeping. He was like, <laughs> he was so touched. And at some stage, praying for, you, for his heart, suddenly said, Ah, oh, there's a pain in my heart. There's a pain in my heart. That's Jesus right now. That's Jesus right now working in your heart. And after a while, the pain subsided. I'm trusting the Lord that there's going to be good news, that he won't need that operation in Jesus' name. It was undeniable God touching him. Amen. So let's declare it. Andre Rieder is healed in Jesus' name. Amen. He won't need the operation. Amen. Hallelujah. So we need to break off. We need to break off the shackles that's keeping us back. We need to break off the shackles. Now look at this. This is so beautiful. Revelation chapter 4, verse 5 to 6. It says, from the throne proceeded. You see, everything flows from the throne of God. Everything flows, proceeds from the throne of God. There's another verse that speaks of this river of life that flows. And everywhere this river goes, it brings life. It says, from the throne proceeded lightnings, thunderings, and voices. Seven lamps of fire were burning before the throne which are the seven spirits of God. Before the throne, there was a sea of glass like crystal. In the midst of the throne, around the throne, were four living creatures full of eyes in front and back. It's like describing the throne room. God is in heaven right now, and He's, in, and, and he's being worshipped. There are people all around Him. There's like this massive praise and worship party happening in heaven. It's wild. It's passionate. It's full on. I'm going to read the other verses in a, in a moment. But it was like, it's even in heaven, it's like their, their whole being they put into it. So there's a few scriptures where Jesus says, come to me. Matthew eleven twenty eight. It says, come to me. Let's say it. Come to me. All you who labor and are heavy laden, I will give you rest. So Jesus is saying, come to me and I will give you rest. Rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me. For I am gentle and lowly in heart, and you will find rest for your souls. You see, everybody is looking for rest. Do you know that? Everybody on the face of this earth is looking for rest. Even the demons are looking for rest. 
You know, the scripture says that the demons, when a demon goes out of a person, it goes around looking for rest, and he doesn't find rest until it comes and finds a body to rest. You have a body. You need the Spirit of God to rest, even as demons need a body to find rest. That's uh, interesting. That's for free. That's just extra. But Jesus said, Come to me to find rest, not to dead religion. Come to me. Encounter me. Come into my presence. You only find rest when you enter the presence of God. That's the only time you and me find rest. We rest in God's presence. So why does Jesus say, come to me? How do we come to him? Well, there's, many of us go through the motions. So, you know, like, I must read my Bible. Tick, I read my Bible, two verses for the day. I did my little thing. I prayed, Jesus, help me today. Amen, tick. I must go to church. Well, I went to church. Now we can uh, enjoy life again. Tick. I must sing. Okay, here we go again. We're going to sing. So we sing. Surely there's more than that. Surely there's more than just going through the motions. Do we actually know why we do these things? To enter God's rest, we must move beyond the form. To enter God's rest, to enter His presence, we must move beyond the religious form. Because we tend to get stuck there. Read the Bible and we get stuck there. Sing the song and we get stuck there. Go to church And we get stuck there. We go through the religious form, but we must move beyond the form if we want to see the face of God. We must move beyond the form. We must move beyond the activity if we want to see the face of God. Because that's what it's about. We want to see Him. You want to know Him. You know, I'd rather be an unbeliever than go to dead religion. It's boring, and it's challenging, and it's tiring. And so easy is for each of us to fall into that, do that thing. We were passionate at some stage. We were like, oh, I can't stop reading the word. I just love Jesus. I want to see him. I want to know him. I want to experience him. So we get into the word and we read and we read and we read because we knew why. I want to see Jesus. I want to see his face. I want to realize who is he. I want to know him. And then over time, we start doing the motions. I read my Bible, it was so dry, worse than the Sahara Desert, it's dry. Or when we started off, we're so thankful, you know, when we, when we came to Christ originally, when, when we sing, it's like, thank you, it's amazing, oh, you can't hold me back, I just want to sing. I was at the hospital the other day, and there was a, a lady, black lady next to me, and she was humming, I think, this sounds gospel. So I asked her, what are you singing? She's like, the gospel. It's like, awesome. Sing. Hospital's a good place to sing. Come on, hum. Praise him. Sing. Let's hoist. I was like walking out the hospital singing, giving Jesus praise. Bible says, lift up holy hands all places. Everywhere you go, lift up holy hands and worship. Release his presence. Shift the atmosphere. Shift the atmosphere. So do we know why do we, you know, when, we fall, when you fall in love with him and you want him, then it's like you read it, but you know that as you read it, you're actually looking beyond the word to see the living word. 
Now, when you sing, you know it's more than singing. It's when I sing, I enter his gates through praise. I enter his courts through praise. When I praise him, I enter the throne room. More than fellowship, coming to church, fellowship's wonderful, but I know that when two or more are gathered in the name of Jesus, God is there in their midst. Wow. Why do we gather? To have coffee after Wednesday? Yes. But there's something beyond. There's something that happens when the people of God get together. There's something that happens. That expectation where God said, I am in your midst. Where two or more are gathered, there I am. That's why we gather. That's why we get together. The potential in our worship, our praise on a Sunday is phenomenal. It's unstoppable. But we need to go beyond the form. We need to go beyond the singing into worship, into praise, into fellowship that goes into his presence. Amen. Even communion, you know, all these God things. You see, these, these forms, these, these religious forms, they are God-given. They are very, very powerful. But we must move beyond it. Why do we do communion? Because communion reminds me of what Jesus did for me at the cross. I release that victory into my life again. It's not like bricky, vainky. Why do we do this? The church in Acts did all these things. They would come together. They were united. They would praise God. They would break bread from house to house. They would gather in the temple. They would worship and they would pray and they would fellowship. They did all these things. But it wasn't, it wasn't form only. There was substance. And it's the Holy Spirit that brings the substance. You need to add substance to the form. Otherwise, it is empty, dead, dry religion. Amen. You're allowed to say amen. Thank you. Yes. Come on. John chapter 5, 39 to 40. This confirms the whole thing. of We need to move beyond the word. We need to move beyond the tools that God gives us. Dead religious religion wants us to park there. So it says, you search the scriptures because you think they give you eternal life. This is Jesus speaking. He's speaking to the Pharisees, the religious crowd. You search the scriptures because you think they give you eternal life. You read your Bible. Wonderful. But the scriptures point to me. Say to me. You see, Jesus saying, come to me. Yet you refuse to come to me to receive this life. So it's so easy for us to stop short. To stop short, to stop there with a form instead of going beyond. Dead religion stops short. Dead religion stops at the form, but it doesn't enter in to the heavenlies. You see, when we worship together, it's not about singing songs here. It's about entering the very throne room of God. And you know when you do. You can feel His presence on you. You can feel it's like something shifts. And I live for that. I live for His presence. I am dead. I have nothing to give. Even on missions, you know, we're Brazil missions now, we would be so tired, you know, we would... Like four hour service every night till 12 o'clock and then go to bed around one, half past one, two. But as a team, we were just spending time in worship and just almost rest and say, God, fill me up so I have something to give to these people who desperately need you. Desperately need you. Filling you up with His Spirit. So going beyond the form, going beyond the form. In the same way, you know, some people have said, 
You know, for some people, the Trinity is God the Father, Jesus, and the Holy Bible. You know, that's incorrect. It's the Holy Spirit. So it's like they stop short. It's like I've, I, 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 I stop at the Word, but I go, don't go into the living Word. And the only way you can do that is through the Holy Spirit, through the power of the Holy Spirit. So we're going to pray for people at the end of this service, and we're going to trust God to give you an encounter with Him. So let's move beyond singing songs. Look at this, Revelation 4, 8 to 11. This is a picture of heaven's worship. The four living creatures, each having six wings, were full of eyes around and within. And they do not rest day or night, saying, Holy, holy, holy Lord God Almighty, who was and is and is to come. Whenever the living creatures give glory and honor and thanks to him who sits on the throne, who lives forever and ever, the 24 elders who sat on their thrones fall down before him who sits on the throne and worship him. They fall <laughs> before him. They would take their crowns and they would throw down their, thro- their crowns. The 24 elders would fall down before him who sits on the throne and worship him who lives forever and ever and cast their crowns before the throne saying, You are worthy, O Lord, to receive glory and honor and power. For you created all things and by your will they exist and were created. In other words, they, they brought some substance to their worship. Part of their substance is my whole body. I'm on my knees. Heck, my crown. I am nothing before the king of kings. I am nobody. I am nothing. God, I fall before you and I give you praise with my understanding. You're the creator. You made everything. I mean, listening to Mark now sharing about how, just how your body is designed. When I find the one who designed this body, a human body, I, I think he's worthy of our worship. It's mind-boggling. You know, it's like Hussein Bolt, you know, the fastest guy on the planet, you know, strutting around, yeah, man, I'm awesome. I think about what, what about the one who made your wonderful body? Where's his worship? Where's his glory? You think as if you... <laughs> yeah. He made you. He gave you life. He gave you breath in your lungs. Give him worship. Instead of that, do that. Amen. I mean, we go to, to rock concerts and people like... Weird things as well. We go to rugby matches or soccer matches, and when they score the goal, we're like, ah! ah! Man, male, males hugging. It's sexy when there's a goal, man. Yes! Normally like, dude, dude, dude. But when we score the goal, woo, man, we hug, we high-five, we go wild, we scream like crazy people, and it's completely normal. Ah, oh, but when we come to church... We get into our box. Ooh, don't let them see my hands. Crisis. Come on. We've got something to worship about. We have something to praise about. 
the one who gave us life, who made us and made 360,000 kilometers of blood veins in us. Wow, those lungs, like half a tennis court. Oh, you wouldn't be able to breathe. You'd be like, <laughs> now you can breathe deep. Breathe deep. Come on, breathe deep. Now praise him. Praise him with the, with the breath he has placed within you. How can we? How can we go through life and get excited about the, the TV and the this and the that? And, and, and uh, nothing compares to him. Nothing compares to our God. He's alive. The tomb is empty. And he's still changing lives. But we need to position ourselves in that place. We cast off the shackles and we worship him. We give him praise. He's worthy. So we need to add substance to the form. What is that substance? Substance is faith. I believe. I believe. To add unity when the people, when we love one another, that's adding substance. A united group of people worshiping God together. Ah, it's powerful. It's like with the missions teams. When the team is united, the glory of God comes. That's adding substance. Adding substance would be understanding. God, I just, I've searched the scriptures and I found that you're good. You're beautiful. I love you. I love you. Thank you. Thank you. God, I'm not just going to sing a slow song now. I'm going to love on you. You're the lover of my soul. You're my everything. I've said this so often, but you know, I love my wife and my child. I will, I, will, uh, I will die for them. But I love Jesus more. I love Jesus more. Substance. And that substance pushes you through the form into the presence. Into the presence. But dead religion, he wants to bite us. Always. You were excited. You were passionate. Over time, it's like the excitement levels drop. Some people say we shouldn't be emotional in church. Goodness, then where should we be? How can we not be emotional about the God who gave his life for us? How can we not be excited about the one that opened the door to heaven for us compared to eternal damnation and separation in hell forever and ever and ever? That's something to shout about. Amen. Come on. But so we need to add this, the substance to the form, add the substance, but go beyond the form. Then this scripture, Psalm 100, 1 to 6, it speaks about this, the form in a sense, but it also speaks about the substance, adding. It says, shout with joy. Shout with joy. You don't freak out the devil, shout. You make the devil happy, be quiet. Don't say anything, I'm afraid. No, shout. Say shout. shout. <laughs> With joy to the Lord. All the earth, every human being, shout. Worship the Lord with gladness, with thanksgiving. Come before Him, enter His courts with singing. Come before Him with singing. So the form is singing. But there must be substance added to the form so we can see His face. Acknowledge that the Lord is God. He made us and we are His. 
We are his people. The sheep of his pasture, he owns us. Everything we have comes from him. And then this, enter his gates with thanksgiving. Go into his courts with praise. Come with thanksgiving. I spoke about complaining two weeks ago. Instead of entering with complaining, come with thanksgiving. Go into his courts with praise. Give thanks to him. Praise his name for the Lord is good. His unfailing love continues forever. His faithfulness continues to each generation. He's worthy. He's worthy. He's worthy. Amen. Last verse. And then we're going to worship God. The worship team, you guys, guys can join us along. This is one of the verses where Jesus says, Come to me. John chapter 7, verse 37 to 39. It says, On the last day, that great day of the feast, Jesus stood and cried out, saying, If anyone thirsts, let him come to me and drink. Let him come to me. Say, come to me. Come to me. Let him come to me. So Jesus, at this feast, he calls out. He says, if anyone's thirsty, let him come to me. Come. Come to me. Come and drink. Break off those shackles of dead religion. Jesus was proclaiming that into the the heart of the religious community, the Jewish religious system at this feast. And he was declaring, come to me. Come. Come and drink if you're thirsty, if you want more. Come and drink. Come and drink. And he who believes in me, as the scripture has said, out of his heart will flow rivers of living water. Out of his heart will flow rivers of living water. But this he spoke concerning the Spirit whom those believing in him would receive. For the Holy Spirit was not yet given because Jesus was not yet glorified. I believe Jesus is calling out right now. He's saying, come to me. Not just for salvation, not just for surrendering your life to him that you may go to heaven. But to come to him and say, Jesus, I am dry. My, my, my faith is empty. I don't have a living faith. It's my, my, I, I stop short with reading maybe the Bible once a month. I stop short by praying my prayers every now and again, but I'm not, not seeing the fulfillment of the prayers. God, I, I've fallen into dead religion. I fall into a form of godliness, but without the power. And Jesus says, come to me and drink. Come and drink. He's living waters on that desert, religious, dead thing. Life. Amen. So Jesus is here. That's what Jesus said. I believe Jesus is the one. That, he said, come to me and I will give you rest. How, how, how does Jesus give rest? Because he fills us with his spirit. And when we are filled with his Holy Spirit, then we enter rest. It's like, Rest.
Hallelujah.